Hey, Klein, I got a question. And do I have an answer? We'll find out in this episode. 73. I am a Jedi. Like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels. Welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star. I am your rogue leader, Wedge Antilles. Shit, that's not it. Electrifying Force-sensitive native to Niamos or the Chiss Ascendancy. I live in two places. I come from both worlds. Thomas Carter Rochester, and I'm joined by the greatest mind singular the Rebellion has ever had to offer. Mr. Reliable, our master of chaos and pod racing enthusiast. King of the Ha, the Klein Felt. I'm just stacking them up all now because in a couple of weeks, like when I get married and then I have to go on a honeymoon, like I'm going to miss like, I guess only two in a row. But like, you know, I'm just building up the credibility now so that I can go away and it'll maybe just be you. Maybe Jack will be there. Who knows? Maybe David will come around as well. But I'm happy to be here. It is always my favorite time of the week to come and sit down with you, Thomas. One of my favorite times of the week. Uh, see your pretty face. See those gorgeous Floridian shoulders of yours and talk about Star Wars. It's my favorite time of the week as well, buddy. I, I don't have a lot of nerd friends here in this reality uh, that we call Florida. Uh, most of them are, you know, acquaintances through work or I'm like, hey, did you read this book? No. Did you watch this episode of Star Wars? No. Do you do anything but party? No wonderful i love you never fucking change uh uh but talking to you i need it i need it in my life all of my closest friends all of my closest guy friends are scattered about the u.s and in canada like that's it's funny like that's me i have a group of friends here in town um and like i guess actually they're not all here in town anymore we've slowly like dispersed but everyone's still fairly close we all get together people come back parents are here whatever we hang out but I've never had the I've had I don't know my friends were casually into this kind of stuff whether it be Star Wars superheroes video games movies like but I've never had like diehards like me until like the last couple of years when I met you when I met everyone at the direct when I met Jack David all these amazing people Tom and Lauren from Controller Club and like it's so funny because I feel like I know these people and I'm best friends with these people and I'm closer to them than most people in my life. And I've only ever met in person really like one or two of them. Like I met, I met Tom who is from the UK, who's been on the show a couple times. I met him once in Philadelphia in the fall. And I met Brian who's runs the direct and Jack, who's the tech guy over at the direct. I met them in Philadelphia, but other than that, like, I talked to you guys nonstop all day. Think about how many hours of DMs we sent to each other today, Thomas. Just me and you, just back and forth. And I've never been in the same room as you, ever. Yeah. Not even, uh, we, yeah, the same country for like a little bit, but a you couple know, days. Yeah, couple for sure. Days, like, but uh, yeah, no, it's the same for me. I, I've met Jack. I worked with David long ago. and You're going to be hanging out with Jack away. pretty soon here. Hey, I, I am going to be hanging out with Jack. Next week is the wedding. Like, the, the red wedding. wedding. The red. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Let's not wish that on anybody. 
Uh, it, well, let's call it the black wedding because it's the black tie wedding. I'm going to go uh. in there. I'm still looking for a black bow tie that you can tie because I'm only finding clip-ons. And that makes me really upset with my location. All right. Give me distinguished. You want the authentic stuff. bow tie experience is what you're telling me. You don't want none of this clipping bullshit. No. You want to be able to tie your own thing. I commend you for that. You don't know how to. Who are you trying to impress? Is my only question. Oh no 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 no, (laughs) sir! This is not about impression. This is about being who I am. I have seven bow ties. I teach people how to tie bow ties, and I can do it without looking in a mirror. I would love to know how to tie a bow tie. I will teach. I have. Yeah, but no. Here's the thing. (laughs) I would love to know how. I would love to know how. Do what? Will I ever do anything about that? No, ne- never. I am just. I am perfectly. Con- I am perfectly content just clipping the bow tie on. I know mm. how to tie a regular tie, but I would rather just wear. You know, I'm a one button undone kind of just like no tie kind of guy. You know, let some uh, yeah. of the let some of that chest that 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 sugar <laughs> cinnamon and sugar <laughs> puff out over the top of the shirt and just like if I can get two buttons undone by the end of the night, like we are. We're thriving. See, that's why I want the uh, the tie of a bow tie because eventually it'll come untied and then it'll sit askew. And oh. there's there's a that's a look, it's a vibe with the suspenders on. Yeah, I know what I'm going for here. Okay, and okay. then eventually those buttons do come down little mm-hmm. by little at the reception. I know. How the do we feel about the the, the bolo tie? I'm not southern enough for that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm, big bolo tie fan. It's like a shoelace almost kind of thing. Very cowboy. Yeah, very Philip Rivers. That's how I learned about the bolo tie. (laughs) (laughs) What a guy. guy. uh, Has a house over in like 45 minutes to an hour west of me. There's like a whole community of where rich people come and lounge around there. It's called Rosemary Beach. It's it's the it's rich people beach is what we call it here. Beautiful. uh, I'll, I'll look into investment properties then. <laughs> yes. Hey, when you're there, just let me stay there once every six months, I guess. Um, yeah, Klein, how, how you been doing, man? I feel like we haven't talked in forever, and I think it's only been seven days. So yeah, it has only been seven days. It's it's funny because these we have these gaps, and because there isn't the benchmarks in between, I guess, like we don't have a Mando episode to like, oh, like let's talk about that or whatever. It does feel like these just these valleys between the shows of like us like sitting and hitting our heads together, going, what are we going to talk about this week? What's going on? But I'm doing well. Things are good. Uh, I think last time we talked, I was like literally melting. Mm. Mother Nature has has she has given me some mercy. She has shown me some love. She has shaken my hand and gone, you know what, Klein? Not today. Uh, and it's gotten a little cooler, which is nice. So I am thriving. I'm doing okay. Hanging out. Last minute wedding prep going on over here. Um, other than that, we're just like, I don't know, just living, you know? All the wedding bills all came at once. So we're like, because it's like, oh, you put down this deposit on this thing here and this deposit on that thing over there. And you don't realize that's like, oh, that $100 in January and that $100 in August of last year, like those were split up amongst a few months. But then it's like, oh, three weeks out, two weeks out, everyone is going to come knocking on your door and everyone is going to want an exorbitant amount of money. And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess I'll pay this to you. Oh, right. I also have booked a two-week honeymoon that's going to happen immediately following this event that we're having. So 
I guess, yeah, you know, you'll just spend all the money now. And isn't that what the rest of the life is for? Just like paying off all the debt I incur over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> if that's sure. not marriage, I don't know what is. <laughs> I don't know what marriage is. Uh, it didn't work out in my family growing up. So, hey, uh, that sounded really sad. It's not sad. Yeah, it just, wow. Jeez. It's the South. Thanks, so, for the, like, <laughs> thanks for the uh, positivity, Thomas. What I was going words. to say is I have no idea what marriage is because my family is insane. If you've never – if you can't tell from me, I'm actually the sane one in my family. Wow. Wow. Is, I would – I had a – there was a – like a an idiom I guess would be the right thing in my family growing up when we talk about our family or just like craziness in families. It was your family puts the fun in dysfunctional. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mine put the dis in dysfunctional. They were, oh, very, wow. they they were very rude. They were, <laughs> oh, hate is a strong word. Assholes to each other is definitely mm, the vibe. Yeah. Um, lots of sarcasm, but I didn't get, I didn't learn sarcasm until I was 12. Not actually a joke. That's <laughs> sad byproduct of neurodivergency. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Rebel Report and ask the question that everyone wants to know and we're going to answer some of those burning questions from you Craig the soldier boy um but we've already talked to Klein for the most part but Klein right here it says you have something for me I, I would like ice, a gift I have Give an icebreaker for you Thomas so <laughs> I'm so excited already. <laughs> okay, Thomas. So I've had this pop up on two or three podcasts that I've been listening to over the last week. It is a question that is sweeping the internet. It is the next blue and gold dress. You, you remember that thing? It is the next, um, oh, what was the, the audio thing where it's like Lanny, Lanny. And it's like, what is it saying? Thomas, yep. no matter what, a rat is going down your throat. You have to eat a rat. It just has to happen. Maybe you're in a Mission Impossible movie and the bad guy is feeding you a rat. Do you want it going in head first or tail first? Ooh. You know, I'm thinking about the feet here. And the feet are going to go down either way. I mean... Oh, but it's whether or not they're clawing you as they go down. No, like, I think that this little rat boy, he knows what's coming. He is... He is he is enjoying the ride. He's not scratching or clawing or whatever. It is just, you just need to decide what end of the little mousy boy oh, <laughs> what, in that what case, down your gullet. That's easy. Huh? Head. Head. Head, really? Because the okay. feet, the, anatomically, the feet are going to go flat and the claws are going to be pushed into his body. So you're and thinking I'm way trying... too, you're, t you're thinking way too analytic. Like the way, like, I don't know. I didn't I'm really think anatomically about yeah. this. The more it was like, do I want rat butt first or rat mouth first is like kind of what I did. And <laughs> I, I, I would also maybe go nose, but then you're like, I don't know. You know where mice's like rats, like faces are. I don't know. Just it's all here's science I guess, for you. I it's guess it's all, all ending awful. up in the same place, buddy. It, hopefully, uh, it comes out. That's the that's the important thing. You don't get clogged up, then you get sepsis, then you get uh, the bubonic plague on the inside. That's how you become a fucking zombie, bro. I guess. Huh. Huh. 
let us know. What would you like? If you had to eat a rat, head or tail first? Tweet at us at Reckless <laughs> <Yes>. Rebels. <laughs> no, more specifically, tweet at Jack Puse. Mm. No context. Zero yes. context. None. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's not going to listen to this till Saturday. Or maybe exactly. Sunday. He's got the tap tap. He may on. never listen to this. Well, he he's he, he he's listens to it he's pretty, he's pretty much good. within 24 hours. And let's I'm see how many surprised. let's see how many of you we can get before he notices something is is, is is going on jack text me right now in your time space continuum and tell me how many people have texted you and messaged you about <laughs> eating rats in which way uh klein before we jump into the rebel report have you done any star wars recently what's the last star wars you star wars survivor right that's a good question i guess survivor yeah i since we last talked about Jedi Survivor, which was a couple of weeks ago, I'd beaten it and I said, oh, I'm going to go back. I haven't touched it again. So that's not all that good. Um, still Zelda. Yeah. You're still Zelda, man. Tears of the Kingdom is fantastic. I haven't Star Wars in a while, which is weird. And I don't think I will for a while. Because mm. it's because it's going to be like, I mean, really, the next thing is Ahsoka in like the end of August, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'll do a... I have been kind of craving a rewatch lately, but I don't know if Ooh, machete cut. I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know, there's, here's the thing. It's like content, 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 content. It's like drinking from a fire hose these days. There's no way you can watch. There's no way you can read. There's no way you can play every single thing out there. But so, I mean, so you have to kind of weigh, do I go back to this thing that I know I'm going to love that I know I like, or like, do I continue on the content ride? Right. Do I dive into something that is an unknown quantity to me? Do I finish the mission impossible rewatch I'm currently on, which I've seen all those movies, but I'm leading into mission, the next mission impossible movie. Do I, I don't know, finish Better Call Saul. Do I start the new season of Queer Eye? Like, it's just there's so much demanding your attention that it's, I don't know. I'm sorry, Star Wars, but right now you're sitting in the back, but that's okay. That's fine. He'll get up to dance soon enough and we'll be ready. We'll have a nice slow dance. He can cup a feel. It'll be great. Oh, you're going to let him get at second base already? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, dude, I didn't. <laughs> We're good friends, okay? Like we're close already. It's <laughs> you just we're taking we're just taking a bit of a break. Um, I wish I had the uh restraint on the Star Wars universe that you do. I have already finished Heir to the Empire. I think since we last talked, oh, you've been Survivor, Yeah, I finished. I think two Thrawn books because I think I went on a trip two weeks ago. Yeah, I finished one. I think I finished another. I started Heir to the Empire. I finished it already. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's amazing. And I'm on the second book in that trilogy. And dude, I don't want to say it's the best, but the inclusion of Luke Han, Leia, Lando, Mon Mothma, the building of the New Republic is amazing. And it is in the, thr- really in the Thrawn books. In the Heir to the, the Empire the, stuff yeah, from the, the Timothy 90s. Zahn stuff. Uh, he wrote all the Thrawn books, every Thrawn book ever he's written. So 
Isn't that crazy? Good. Yeah. Like that's that's the, always the fact that blows me away. It's like this dude wrote like essentially well-made fan fiction that got published into this kind of legends category. Was it canon? Who knows? Like he essentially wrote the original episode seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And then Disney, when they bought it, were like, hey, we want to do Thrawn, which is a character you created. Hey, do you want to come and write Thrawn in canon? Like that's like that's that's what I call a glow up. That's great. Yeah. And um, we'll get to some of the uh, questions that I've been wondering. But I do want to say, um, if I had read these books long ago, like in before, a galaxy far, far before, away, exactly before Mando had started. I would be very, I would be Leo pointing all the time at the screen Oh, because cool. there's a lot of stuff that they mentioned about the new Republic in the show that 100% lines up with what they're saying in these books. And when I say lines up, I keep forgetting that this was written in the nineties before mm -hmm. this, the prequels happened, before the sequel trilogy, before all the stuff we know and love. I mean, I'm talking, Klein, a Jedi clone who's losing their mind and is about to face off with Luke Skywalker. Snoke is a clone. Snoke seems to have kind of like a crazy mind, and he faced off with Luke Skywalker and got a scar on his face. I'm not saying it might be the same guy, but now I'm not thinking Kino Loy is uh snoke any longer i i'm not i'm not on that train i'm out i'm out of the train i'm on something else and i'm very intrigued to see where it goes because if they have already cloned someone with force powers holy shit dude that's that's all i gotta say is holy shit because that's what had happened in this and they keep dropping in little things here and there that's just like so unheard of that it's like, oh my god, they could do that. They could bring that example. They uh, they call it um, full slave tech or something like that. I already forgot the terminology, but full slave rig. So basically, you can connect. Uh, you can do whatever you want in a ship. You basically drone it. It's a drone. You remote pilot everything. Cool. And they did that with an entire fleet. They sent it out. Everyone got sick. They all started going crazy like zombies and slowly died died within like two hours i think is what they said they slave rigged all the ships together and these are star destroyers interdictor star destroyers so they can pull um or devastator no dreadnoughts they're all dreadnoughts they all shot off into wild space and got lost forever and so that could have happened in star wars like that's how big they make this galaxy seem and i'm very excited to see what feloni does with that do you have any very thoughts cool. about that no like it's just it's yeah. cool to i love i love all these narrative little threads right I, that's mm -hmm. my, one of my favorite things one of our good friends over the direct podcast matt remke like he always talks about his favorite things are those that connective tissue amongst narrative and that kind of thing and yes here in star wars you are kind of dealing in and out of canon but it's always been one of my favorite things whether it's comic books and, and reading up and seeing like oh my god like they that's scorpion at the end of spider-man homecoming sort of thing i know who scorpion is and this is almost like the closest example of that we're ever going to get in star wars because star wars isn't really adapting anything but it kind of is a little bit with the air of the empire stuff and that's really neat i really like that 
people like you and people who have been on the Zon train for a very long time are going to get these little moments. And it makes me want to dive into it. Like that's one of my favorite things is getting up before something comes out, before we see the heir to the empire movie, before we see force awakens, before we see the next Spider-Man movie or whatever, and reading up on all like the things that are going to be important or could potentially be important. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really cool that we are kind of getting to experience that a little bit in star Wars because we haven't really before. Um, with these taking little things my for me if they were to ever start dealing with like some like the force unleashed stuff i would be freaking out right like if like if one day we just open up and oh my god it's sam witwer and star killer is here and just like what like i would this that would be my zon like thrawn showing up moment for me i would freak right out but i enjoy like i, I like that they're doing this for people who've been with the franchise for a long time. The franchise has been around for a long time. I think today, as we're recording, is Star Wars birthday, 1977. <gasps> uh, no. May, is it, was it? Is it Star yeah, Wars so. or is it Return of the Jedi? No, it's it's 19... It, today, I think it's the... I think it's... It's either today or yesterday, I'm pretty sure. But... May 25th, 1977, is Star Wars A New Hope. Happy birthday! We didn't tweet that out. No, I was I was thinking about that all day. We should do something with that. <laughs> My father was there on opening night on a soccer tournament Ooh. in Seattle. He got a rolled up poster that he had on his wall for a long time that he threw away when he moved out. Which Not is only crazy is it a New Hope's birthday. Today is the 40th anniversary for the second greatest Star Wars movie of all time, Return of the Jedi. Very cool. When Star Wars was a May thing. I, I would love to maybe get back to that. It was solo came out in Star or in, in May. I'm pretty May twenty fourth. Sure, I know a lot of people birthday. a lot of people have that kind of Star Wars Christmas time connection now, especially because of the sequel trilogy. And so they'll probably continue to do that and keep it in there. But um I, I like that that I mean it's around my birthday, but I love that summer blockbuster like big event sort yeah. of thing, which I think Star Wars should be. Do you want to get into the rest of the show? Absolutely, Klein. We're going to send it right on over to your sexy voice for the Rebel Report. News, 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 news. Change up. It is the news and Jack Jack, baby Jack Jack Pews is not here. So I am taking over yet again. This is my segment now. Jack, look at me in the eyes. I'm the captain now. Here we go. <laughs> Story number one. Late breaking news. Literally minutes before we sat down to record. Tamora Morrison is back. Did you see this news, Thomas? No, not until okay. now. Okay. Tamora Morrison will be making an appearance. He'll be making his return to the Star Wars universe later this year in 2023's Ahsoka. Multiple sources have told One Take News. That's where I'm pulling this story um, from One Take News. So if you want to head over there and give them the click, Morrison will be returning as the fan favorite Captain Rex. <gasps> Although it is unclear if he will appear in flashbacks or in present time, it is also unclear if Morrison will be playing any other clones in the series. Lucasfilm had no comment when they were reached out to. So, I wanted to ask you, Thomas. Burning what question. Do you, what do you think? Do you think he is a flashback? Do you think he is a present day character in the kind of present day timeline that we are taking place in with the 
beef like the majority of Ahsoka. And I will also want to ask you, do you think Morrison plays anyone else? Do we see him play anyone else? Does maybe Boba Fett make an appearance? The floor is yours, Thomas Carter, Rochester. Go right ahead. Those are a lot of questions. I already forgot everything you said. How many episodes? I'll give it two max. You think I he's going to appear in two episodes? I did ask you, is he going to, is it going to be mostly flashback stuff? Because if I feel like they're going to be doing a lot of flashback things in Ahsoka, we've got Hayden is somehow involved potentially in the series. So yeah. maybe there's a flashback there. There's been talk of like a potential maybe flashback, I don't know, alternate history stuff, which should yeah. be really cool. That sounds crazy. But or do you think Captain Rex appears? We see an older, aged up Captain Rex maybe working alongside Mon Mothma, helping out in the New Republic some way. I want both. I I I I I'm not sure. Honestly, both is super both make total sense because um do you think you get Ohlone, both though? Well, that's why I said two episodes, baby. Mm. Uh, honestly, if he does both, I think it would be the same episode. We get flashbacks and current day stuff. Um, I, I think more likely than not, based on Tamara Morrison's age, it would be older Rex. Because, With well, the beard. no. Because, actually, because, no. He would be aged up a little bit, yeah. So he'd look a little bit more like what he did in Kenobi, where he was just like, terribly looking terrible um but i believe feloni tried to make it where the guy with the beard and the hat in return of the jedi looked uh they, he made rex look like him so he's like by the way captain rex was there to save everything on indoor and it's like oh shit i would love that and then we get confirmation of that of course i want to see a flashback i want to see all the i want him to play every goddamn clone ever and I want to see him and Cody talking with Echo. Like, you can't gotta have Echo. Gotta have Echo. An aged up Echo. Interesting. Oh no, I just meant regular Echo when he. Was oh, like human. it's young Echo. Okay, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know where right. in the flashback, like where those paths would cross somewhere in the flashback. But they can they can narratively finagle it. I'm they with you here. Like about this is four Ahsoka ages, right? Like three or four. Yeah. I guess I'm with you in that like this is really exciting we've kind of talked about will Tamora Morrison like be back in what sort of role my like the thing that interests me the most is I'm super excited to see Captain Rex I love Rex I love the Ahsoka Rex dynamic especially like that relationship is really cool and as we were talking about seeing these like narrative threads kind of come back and tie in again could be really neat um and is really exciting when done really well which Filoni does like that's his thing like he's really good at fleshing out these um relationships and things that we already love and building upon them so i'm excited to see that but i'm also really interested in like i want to know is is boba gonna be there because i i assume boba is gonna be part of the mandoverse movie it'd be neat to at least in, i don't know in passing kind of see boba i hope that they don't focus this show too much on anything else other than the ghost crew i would really like it to be like a true rebel season five and the more that i hear about it the bigger the show seems to be getting and the less i think i'm gonna actually get that but i i hope that we see these characters but they are not taking too much of the focus away from like us hanging out with this crew again and if they're gonna do cameos i'd much rather them do like things that make sense with 
the rebel crew. So Rex to me kind of makes sense. We've seen them around clones and that sort of thing. And, and the Ahsoka ties are there. It is called Ahsoka after all. Yeah. But, um, I would like, if you're gonna do a cameo, I'd much rather it be like a, like, like a Kane and Jarrus force ghost or flashback or something than even a Boba Fett or something like that. Just because yes, it's all in the same universe, but to me, I would like, I don't know. I, I just want like this rebels, like grand finale um with a basically a love letter to that series but it's exciting that he's back and it's been confirmed and now we just have to sit and wait yeah i like that that's a good point um about boba i forgot you asked about him i don't think we see boba in the, in the no sofa. nah it doesn't man, that seems right. like the mando, mando season four thing probably like we have to bring him back into the action somehow some way because he is part of the Mandoverse, Book of Boba Fett. It's part of the Mandoverse, whether we like it or not. So he will play into the movie somehow, but uh, you've got to bring him back. I just don't know if, yeah, I don't know if you do it here in Ahsoka. Ready to move on to the next news story? Yes, sir. Here we go. A Star Wars actress celebrates Mark Hamill's 2025 movie return? Question what? mark? Wait, what? Just wait. Just wait. There's like, that's why I'm adding question mark? Movie return? Ming-Na Wen, who played Fennec Shand in both The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, who I think is just about to get her Hollywood star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is really yes. cool, congratulated Mark Hamill on his rumored comeback as Luke Skywalker in Lucasfilm's upcoming 2025 Star Wars movie. Wen shared an unconfirmed report on Twitter from Giant Freaking Robot, noting that Hamill would reprise his role as Luke Skywalker alongside Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker, both as Force Ghosts in the new movie featuring Daisy Ridley's Rey. Along with the unverified report, she shared three hand-clapping emojis along with three red hearts to congratulate Mark Hamill on the news. One important note is that GFR's report should be taken with a huge grain of salt as the site does not always have the most reliable track record with exclusive reports. So it seems that Ming-Na Wen may have been duped. Um, she saw the report, probably didn't read it, doesn't know where it's coming from, claps the hands, gets excited. But I'll ask you a more general question here. Thomas okay. Carter Rochester, will Luke be back? And do you want him to be back in this um, 2025 Ray movie? I'm going backwards. Yes, I want him back. Are you? Yes, you will. Of course. Me? Yeah, I want him. I want Anakin. I want Kenobi. I want Yoda. I want. That Kanan seems like Jared. a lot of Force ghosts. Are they all sitting around a table, just like hanging I, out? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just like Family Guy. They're like. How did you die? Uh, well, I disappeared into the force when Vader swiped at me. How did you die? Yeah, I uh, I lost my hand and then my mask was taken off and and I and I and I died. You'll get that reference, family. That Jack, that's that's for you, dude. That that joke is for you exclusively. I want that really badly because uh, I, I want all these people badly is what I mean. Um, Will Luke be back? Let me just get back to the plot and stop, you know, vamping here. I don't know. I get this sneaky suspicion and feeling that they won't bring him back. And by they, I mean <sighs> K-Kath, as you like to call her, even though it's K-Kath, yep. Even though it's K-Ken, we're going to, we're going to, it's okay. Uh, I feel like she may not want Luke Skywalker to come back. And that's not to like blame her or anything, but what would he do? Provide guidance, right? But 
did Luke have the guidance he needed from others when he was trying to build a new Jedi order? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That's good. Yeah. I, I do want him back though. What about you? Do you think he'll it, come back? Um if he is back, I think that it would be for like it'd be very very small. I think it would be in a very similar like instance to Yoda in Last Jedi. <gasps> Gasp, said the name of the movie. Um but yeah, I'm I would I don't know if I'd like him back. I kind of feel like it might be nice to just like let Ray kind of do her thing in this movie and I think that might be what's ultimately best for the character not bring in these legacy characters as much and 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 tying this really just to her making her the luke skywalker i guess and i might be okay with them doing that although if this i say that but the second mark hamill shows up as a force ghost in anything like i'm gonna start crying the force seems gonna start playing and it's gonna he's just gonna your turn around rail turn around he'll go hey kid and it's just like oh man but i'm i don't know i'm kind of on the fence about the whole thing. I don't want them to just like keep coming back to this force ghost cameo. Well, sort of thing, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. That's all I, I, like to, that's all I have to say about that. Do you want to talk about another star Wars return? Yeah. I have not looked at the rebel report, by the way. Okay, so I have Thomas, no idea what's going. Here you go, buddy. This one is just for you. Natalie Portman has shared a promising <laughs> response. <laughs> About a potential Star Wars return. During an interview with GQ in a segment where she responded to questions from fans on the internet, Natalie Portman, who you may know as Padme in the Star Wars prequels films, was asked if... (laughs) It's Thomas's background as well, yes. (laughs) Was asked if there was any chance she'd return in Star Wars following her most recent appearance, which was in Revenge of the Sith almost 20 years ago which is Uh. absolutely wild the actress stated that she'd be game to make a return quote i have no information on this no one's ever asked me to return but i'd be open to it so thomas hit me i know i'm not going to ask you do you want to see natalie portman yes i know you want to see you want to see natalie portman in anything you're in love with her and that's okay there's she's she is she's awesome she's great she's beautiful she's padme come on yep she is the mighty thor she was that in that ballerina movie black swan which very freaky won an oscar v for vendetta another banger shaved her head shaved her head leon the professional another great movie another one okay in the next five years, five Ooh. years from where we're sitting right now, when we sit down to do episode, I don't know, 373 of the Reckless Rebellion in 2028, and you're 86 years old, have we seen Natalie Portman back in the world of Star Wars in any way, shape, or form? By 2028. Thinking. By 2028, five years from now. All right, 25, we have that one movie. Yeah. Then we have that one. 27. Next one. Yeah. Yes. We do. You think so? I think so. so. Interesting. Is it in a series or a movie? I think a series. So do I. 
just based on probability and statistics that there's more episodes, more series coming yeah. out from movies, and we may never see another Star Wars movie again, honestly. And I just don't know what Star Wars movie, like, unless Taika's movie, like, comes out, and it's like, it's a Natalie Portman movie. Like, we're oh, shoot, movie. Oh, my God. I would, do, please, for the love of God, give me a whole just, Taika. <laughs> Natalie Portman politics movie where everyone's a bunch of idiots and she's the straight person going, I can't believe I'm this is how Liberty dies surrounded by a bunch of morons. I just don't know how like, yeah, like the movies we have on the docket right now are a Ray start the Jedi order again. Okay. Padme probably doesn't make a ton of sense there. The first Jedi movie. Okay. Padme probably doesn't make a ton of sense there. And then the Mandoverse movie, which, I, I mean she's dead so a stretch yeah like, but exactly not. so it's like you're probably looking at a tv series but i think as well i do agree with you that in the next five years natalie portman will return to star wars in some way in some shape in some form heck maybe even in a video game who knows it'd be really cool this is gonna sound absolutely crazy hit me obi-wan kenobi season two maybe if that happens you son of a bitch i feel like that might be the bet like that might that that could be a great place or you know it would be really cool if she popped in for animation like what if tales of the jedi comes out next batch and there's an episode and natalie portman's back as padme like that could be really neat it's not a ton of work for her if she like if she she seems up and willing to do it so i don't know bring her in have some fun maybe Put her in there i w i don't want to like poop on your animation parade but Catherine yeah. Tabor is the voice of Padme sure. and if I'm not and mistaken I also Leia. think I also think that if you're going to bring back Natalie Portman as her grand return to Star Wars after all these years I don't know if an episode of Tales of the Jedi is going to like be the the, the grand procession that the princess of Naboo really really uh has earned I'm deserves. sorry princess queen sorry thank you sir thank you <laughs> okay on to the next and final news story of the day thomas carter rochester star wars's upcoming disney plus slate is facing delays in production this is a report so take it with a grain of salt in the fir for the first time in 15 years it is pencils down for the writers guild of america the wga and amidst what? movie and tv scri uh, scribes going on strike and i just want to throw in here this is me talking potentially actors and directors now as well so the whole hollywood yeah. pipeline may be just going down the toilet for a little bit here um they're striking for fair pay and better working conditions some of lucasfilm's star wars disney plus series are beginning to feel the impact new reports claim certain star wars series may face delays or production halts while others are likely to remain on track so far i'm going to pull up the list very quickly here so far the things that have been delayed or put on hold so not officially delayed yet but they've been put on hold is um and or season two mandalorian season four uh do 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 oh my gosh i'm so bad at podcasting why did i do this okay here we go uh mandalorian season four it's probably gonna face some delays bad batch season three has been affected by the strike tales of the jedi um and then the things avoiding delays are ahsoka skeleton crew and acolyte but i wanted to ask oh, with the all these delays avoided? thank god 
Yes, apparently it is. I think it's far enough filming wise that like production is just going to continue to roll on for that. But I want to ask you, are you worried about any delays in the Star Wars slate? And maybe what's the one thing that you are most worried about on the slate? If you want, I, I can go first. If you don't no, have I'll go. I am okay, not yeah. worried at all. Here's okay. why. Pay these motherfuckers, man. What well, the I think fuck? that's without saying, but yes, I agree yeah, with you. I like, don't want to I don't want to take a side on this because I'll, I'm I'll a journalist. But like I'll take a side. You you don't pay have the to. pay your pay your workers. Pay like, your workers. I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm I'm not even in SAG. I'm not, you know, I was I'm gonna not ask, are you in SAG? Because that's probably not yet worth there. disclosing if you are. No, I'm not. And I'm just like, I'm here for it. First off. The AI stuff that they're really they're really worried about AI, and I am too. Are you have you seen the scripts that AI has written about Batman? They're when it awful. started, it was terrible. It's not going to take long to start being like, oh, read this script, read this script. Oh, you remember that Kevin Smith Superman uh, script from 1996 that he wrote, and then the one that Nicolas Cage was also supposed to be in. We'll just feed you that, and then write shit us out a a Superman script, and we'll film that. No, we don't need no James Gunn fuck that dude pay human beings stop trying to make robots do work for free first off not only is this writers rights actors rights human rights it's also droids rights <laughs> god damn it they just want droids to work for free fuck that pay everybody you got the mother effing money because we're giving it to you we're giving it to you i mean if it weren't for the eighty-seven thousand trillion dollar fucking american debt out there to china we'd probably be okay but no we're not going to tax the corporations because they keep us afloat by paying our politicians i'm going to go on a political rant so i'm going to stop here and just say pay everybody i love star wars i'm 100 okay with waiting for star wars pay every body what they are fucking worth exclamation point klein are you worried i don't have anything else to say i think that talking about star wars disney plus series is kind of like <laughs> like you know not after what you just said i agree pay your workers pay what pay them what they're worth that is all it's gonna suck for a little while here if you are a star wars fan if you're a fan of anything right like you want to yeah. see Spider-Man 4. You want to see Mando Season 4. You want to see all of these things. But we. this is just a, a result. This is just a consequence of the studios being, frankly, quite awful. And, I don't know, not that great to their writing staffs. So, Or not writing staff, just writers in general. Mm -hmm. And they should be able to make a living doing so. And a comfortable living at that so that is all in your rebel report this week but i would be amiss if i did not mention jack would roll over in his cold sarlacc wet grave uh, <laughs> don't forget cite your sources whatever you're doing we did it here earlier one take news everything from this everything else other than that one take news stories from the direct.com so you can go over and read that stuff over on the direct as well but be sure to cite your sources give credit where credit is due because that is almost as important as important as um paying your workers right you know worthy compensation you know giving credit where credit is due ab so i feel like jack does a better job at that than me i just stumble my way through the citing the sources every time 
Honestly, it's better than I would do. I, I, I stumbled my way through this podcast for the last 73 episodes plus. Isn't that crazy? Uh, 73. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, uh, as long as everything works out, like next weekend, Jack and I, drunk review of the wedding. It's going to be fantastic. You, gonna... you, tell me it's, you tell me a time, I will be there. <laughs> you can host it because we'll be hammered. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to take a very brief ad break so you can hear from our friends. And on the other side, we're going to answer your burning questions. Blah, blah, blah. You're listening to Reckless Rebellion. This resistance. Welcome in, welcome on, and welcome to The Direct Podcast, brought to you by TheDirect.com. My name is Matt Rimke. And I'm David Thompson. And this is the podcast where you will find everything you need to know about the universes you love. Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and pretty much any other movie or TV fandom you can think of, we're going to sit down in front of microphones and talk about it keeping you up to date with the top headlines, reviewing the latest movies and series, and having some fun with fantasy drafts, brackets, and debates about your favorite franchises, characters, and moments. And we will be joined by guests ranging from stars on the screen, behind the camera, and some of the biggest fandom experts across the internet. We will be dropping new episodes once a week and reviewing new shows and movies the day they release. Everything you need to know about the universes you love, only on The Direct Podcast. Hi, I'm Leah. And I'm Bethann. And we're She Will Rock You. She Will Rock You is a bi-weekly podcast about rock history. Each episode, we talk about an artist and their lives, but we do it a little differently. You see, we noticed there was a lack of ladies hosting music podcasts, so we wanted to fix it. And here we are, two badass millennial ladies talking about rock music our parents wouldn't let us listen to. As a bonus, you'll even get our beer recommendations at the end. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, don't do drugs! And we are back. We're going to dive right on into our client. Are you ready? Sing it for me, baby. Flagship topic. God, you feel? I feel like after this many episodes, I would know what you, every time you point to me what I actually have to do. It's the only cue I have in the entire show, and I never, ever get it. I apologize to you, listener. Thank you so much for sticking with this garbage truck on fire this many years. Jesus. I was just gonna edit it, but now I'm leaving it. We let the I'm tape roll. It. We let the tape Woo! roll here, Thomas. We're not paying our editor, so we get what we get, right? Exactly. That's how I <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like the studios. Exactly. So we are here in our flagship topic, and we're gonna answer your burning questions as well as I pulled an extra couple ones that I really liked. Uh, from a Star Wars Reddit. We're not star cruising. We're just speculation station. No, we don't. The, the, the star cruisers, 
it went the Talk. way of the Galactic Star Cruiser Disney oh. World, man. It's <laughs> we're never gonna have another. Oh. We'll have to see. I don't know. Let's, if we'll see if we well, can figure out this whole like you know, there's a big land grab situation happening with all. Yeah. You, you don't want to know. We don't need to get into it. Let's get into these burning questions. Absolutely. So up first, um, I I got some clarification from our good boyo Garrett Blaney from Agents of Fandom. His question is, what's the break in slash breakout sequence? But what he meant is, what is the action sequence referring to an Imperial base uh, break in to or break out from sequence that you want to see? That I want to see? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I feel like we've seen so many good ones. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Craft yours right for me, baby. AI this for me. Like you want me to make up a a like I'm so yep. confused. Yeah, I'm I got so, you. I thought, oh, my favorite break in breakout sequence. Well, that's oh, a New you, Hope. That's oh, leaving the leaving the that. Death Star. I love that so much. Like that's my one of my favorite sequences in the whole movie. And it is a break in and a breakout sequence. They yeah. got to get in and they got to get out. I love that so very much. I'm trying to think what would what would be a break in breakout sequence that I would like you know one of the things that I would love to maybe see would be a I don't know like I want to say I guess maybe Skeleton Crew is going to give us a little bit of this but like I think like the kids in Temple of Doom, you know. So like yeah. they're they're child slaves so maybe they're like hut slaves on Tatooine. And they take down like a like a hut or something. Although that takes okay. us back to Tatooine, and I know we don't want to go like we don't want to go there. Um, Let's live everywhere. Exactly. Like just yeah, give me kids. Maybe give me the Canto bike kids. You know. Yes, breaking broom out of, boy. Break, yeah, broom boy. He's force sensitive. Breaking out of the horse track. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I have that's where my mind went. I appreciate the the question, Garrett. But I was confused. I know I'm like oh that's my okay. favorite one. So I did have to get, I had to get clarification. I like that. So I, I like the favorite one. I don't have a favorite one. I don't think. Oh, another uh, great one. Andor the prison break. Yeah. Like we just watched that. that. That's where my mind went because I really like the break in sequence in force awakens where they land on Starkiller base. Oh, that's another and break in they, and yeah, break out. That's, oh, that's a break in like, and break out as well. It's almost like they uh, ripped the plot out for that. Hey, a, another good breakout the return of the jedi over the starlock pit like i'd consider that that's a breakout a, that was that's like also a, a break in and a break that was out. A, that's a sneak in that's not so much breaking in it's like hey look i'm here oh no i'm captured hey look i walked right on in here here's the force don't know if it's good but it's fun to look at the breakout prisoner sequence in um uh attack the clones with Anakin and the the Clone War, the Clone Bogun, the Clone Wars have sequence, you know, like they, yeah, where they're in the in the Colosseum on Geonosis, like that's, that's a, good a good one. one. Basically, every Star Wars movie has like a break in breakout sequence. The beginning of Return of the or Revenge of the Sith is that, a yeah, breakout that's, sequence. That's where my mind kind of went too. I was like, oh, that. But I'm gonna go with Jedi Knight breaking in to save Hera and breaking out. It doesn't go our way. Mm. But it's possibly the best episode of the entire series. Yeah. They finally yeah. Just... Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. The I'm break. Fine. I just need to shout it out because the show hasn't gotten enough. And we've talked a lot of shit about the show, but we, it did good, right? It did right things this year with a little bit. 
that breakout sequence in the finale last two episodes of bad batch season two was awesome oh was, yes. was incredible so oh yeah plan 99 no tech all right anyways um this one comes from the boardwalk broker himself zach perilstein don't know who was who on this is? show last week go go listen to last week exactly he's got two should disney add attractions based on the mandoverse if yes what type of attractions would you like to see Ooh, i would say that uh, it's kind of hmm it would be a precedent sending move right but disney is in the world of streaming now so it would be that like if they're going to bring in a disney plus ride to a disney world or a disneyland like we haven't seen a I don't know, National Treasure Edge of History ride or <laughs> a Turner and Hooch featuring Josh Peck ride. But like they <laughs> if they were to do it, they would they would probably do it with the Mandoverse somehow, some way. I'm trying to think if I would like it like that, because to me, Dis- I guess so. It's part of the Disney vault. So sure. Like, why not? What would I want them to do? That's a good question. That's a really good question, Zach. Oh my gosh. You should I have an answer. Interview. Yeah, you go ahead. Navarro. I would oh. love to see. Oh. Like, and I'm not sure if I want season one Navarro or yeah. like season two. Are you talking like Navarro. a Navarro esque sort of Galaxy's Edge experience yeah. where you can just walk around in it? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, like, what would I, how, what would a Mandover's roller coaster? Like, the, that's where oh. I was kind of my head oh. went to. That's but that could too. be cool. I, I've always. I understand why they're like Galaxy's Edge is in the same place in the same spot in canon each and every time you walk in and this sort of thing. But I would have liked them to have like done a Disney World is on this planet. Disneyland is on this planet and Disney Paris is on this this planet and Disney Tokyo is over here because then you could have experiences like that where it's like now I'm going, oh, but I can have this experience at Disneyland Paris because it's on Hoth and it's. Oh, that's a, that'd be a silly one because it'd be too cold. No, but like, that'd be amazing. Mustafar in I don't know, Florida, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I, that's fair. Attraction. What could they do? Give me a diner that's cooked all the delicious snacks that Baby Yoda has eaten, and <laughs> so oh my see God. frog yeah. lady's eggs. You want frog eggs? Frogs. <laughs> We'll take uh, three frog eggs scrambled with uh, no, candy scrambled. on you the eat, side. That dude, dude, Baby Yoda eats them whole. I eat them like Grogu eats them. Oh, you just swallow them like a Rocky Balboa. It. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a boa constrictor. <laughs> Rocky Balboa constrictor. <laughs> exactly. Um, secondly, coming from Zach, if Disney ever attempted to do a Star Wars hotel again, what advice would you give them outside of lowering the price? I have a I have a great answer for you, Thomas. Here's here's what I do. It's going to sound crazy. Put it on water. <gasps> do you see what I mean? I do. What I'm saying is An make it ship. a make it a Star Wars cruise. Because the idea of locking somebody in this hotel for three days and yes it costs a lot of money and yes maybe the stuff that was in galactic star cruiser wasn't actually like all it was set up to be but basically take a galaxy's edge-esque experience make people like put them through that story that narrative stay that you kind of had it was a great 
on paper, it sounds awesome. We're going to lock them, not lock them in because that sounds scary, but like you're, we're going to have them experience this three-day journey and there's going to be activities for them and things for them to do and they're going to get to live and immerse themselves in this Star Wars world as opposed to walking out of their hotel and going see going to see the rest of the park on in, in between the experiences. What I honestly think would have been much better is make it an actual cruise experience because you have nowhere else to go. You are on this ship. Make it a Star Wars cruise. They do themed cruises for everything. Kevin Smith has like a mall rats and all those like movies. He has like a themed cruise that he's been doing the last few years. Like everyone has these themed cruises now. A Star Wars themed cruise where the ship it's going to look like a cruise ship no matter what you do on the outside. But on the inside, you can make it you could make this feel like you were in a imperial era thing that maybe has been taken over by rebels and you are a part of the action and you are having fun. Like that is what I would do. I would put the hotel on water. It sounds crazy, but that to me, if if you're not going to let people out of the hotel, you could do that Galactic Star Cruiser experience almost identically to the way it was done. Execute it better, obviously. Like, don't just... <laughs> it was not all that great from what I hear. But putting it on the water, I think, sets expectations differently and would make it a more immersive experience because you you are there and you can't leave. I love that. And I have no answer other than that. Because when you said put it Hire on me, water, Disney. Yeah, you said put it on water. And I was like, it's an actual cruise. Like you're on a sh- you're on the ship. That's what I thought it was when I heard about it for the first time. I just yeah. heard the name Galactic Star Cruiser. And I thought, what a great idea. It's a Star Wars cruise. And it's this immersive. Oh, no, it's a building in Orlando. <laughs> and you're stuck in it for three days. That sounds like I, I don't like that at all. You don't get to see the sunlight. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't get to see the sunlight in space, buddy, very often. So there's that. Yeah. So uh, next question. I'm so glad you had a great answer for that because I had nothing. Um, This one comes from at Ben Casual Bell over on Twitter. Quickest way to know the growth of Ahsoka's character before the show. So I think he's, he's looking for like a checklist of things to like. Yeah. So. I'm first thing I'm going to say is Clone Wars, 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 watch Clone Wars. There are, if you don't have the time to watch all of it, there's a lot of fun to be had in watching all of it, but there is a lot of, I'll call it filler, like things that don't ultimately end up mattering. However, if you love Star Wars, if you love learning about the universe, if you love learning about the minutia of the universe and how this planet works and these people and this and this and this, watch it all because each and every episode, they do something fun and interesting inside of that universe. So I would say Clone Wars first. If you need a checklist, there are like, you can go online and find the necessary Clone Wars episodes to watch. From there, I would go to Rebels because that's going to pick up that story immediately. Um, and Ahsoka, not a big part of Rebels, but a significant part. Like she, like she's not in a ton of episodes, but she is. She plays a big piece in the happenings of that show, I guess. And then I would say the, of course, the Mando season two stuff with her. That one episode. That one episode, and then Book of Boba Fett, I guess. Um, <laughs> that one episode. The, yeah, exactly. And then. The um, I think there. I'd say there's a couple books if you want like extra credit stuff, but there are a couple books that are supposed to be really good. Like there's just the Ahsoka book, which I've heard great right. things about. 
um tales of the that jedi I would, also. that i would really like oh yeah tales of the jedi is great you know honestly okay so i'm gonna break it down a little more i would say um watch the clone wars quote unquote movie it's really the first four episodes of the entire series i saw that in theaters i'm sorry first star wars movie i ever did that sounds like the worst intro to star wars i've ever heard of in my life to be honest <laughs> with you um so rip uh start with there because that's when she and anakin meet i would then skip ahead to the end of season one somewhere in season two or three she leads her first mission and loses some folks and that changes her forever um anywhere in there you can watch well no i wouldn't watch tales of the jedi second episode until the end of clone wars but there is some good stuff with her and barris Afi at different times i would look up those episodes specifically season five she goes through some serious shit um, she also meets Bo-Katan at one point. There's a lot of good stuff in there. She almost dates a kid. She meets Bo-Katan. There's a I lot. I just want to but- while we're while we're here, season season five is like the was the ending of the original series, right? Yes, that's when they canceled it. Yeah. And then season Before, six went but- to Netflix at half finished y- price. No, you mean at uh, Disney Plus? No, season six went to Netflix exclusively. That's the half of the season is um, Yoda learning about how to communicate with Qui-Gon. And the other half is which one is the Jedi no more. Is that season five? That's season five. They canceled it. That's what I want to say about season five specifically just as a general thing. I love season seven to me is amazing. Like see like Disney plus final season of Clone Wars is some of the best Star Wars out there. The ending of season five Clone Wars does not get a talked enough about in the Star Wars conversation. It is so good. I did a, I forget why I was writing about that recently, but I was just like remembering it, watching these scenes back and just thinking, God, like they had the, oh, they had the cojones to do some narrative choices. I'm not going to spoil them here for people who haven't watched it. Go and watch it because it's like, this is crazy stuff that they just do without like any in a kid's show in a star wars series right like that's the it's amazing 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 i'm going to cheat i went to movieweb.com and i found Mm. a list so season one episode nine cloak of darkness starts a lot of good fun stuff i'm pretty certain that's when she faces general grievous for the first time season two episode 11 lightsaber lost she loses her lightsaber and has to go on a journey and i'm giving you episodes but i'm pretty certain they're the start of arcs season three episode 22 is titled um wookie hunt she's actually in charge of if i'm not mistaken she's in charge of a bunch of jedi trying to get their lightsaber they go to ilum and then uh they actually get captured and it's a lot going on in there um season three Ah, uh, Klein, we didn't mention it. The Mortis arc. Season three, 14 through 16. Great. Jack would be rem- Jack would be remiss if we didn't mention Mortis. Absolutely. Then season five. Uh it's Jedi No More, uh, the wrong Jedi, etc. That's around episode 20. Of course, the end of Clone Wars, nine to twelve of season seven, the siege of Mandalore. 
then of course we have to go to rebels and then uh season one episode 15 you find out spoiler alert she's only in the bike like the very end of the episode she is the fulcrum that they've all been talking to that whole season season two she's got three or four episodes and then of course the most important of season two is twilight of the apprentice when she faces off with vader that is the short list ben if you have any more questions tweet at jack pews on twitter he will give you <laughs> we're pawning a- jack off to these people <laughs> listen i'm 100 pawning jack off because i'm sure jack already has a list of ahsoka episodes yeah, he is he's the he's the tv tutor he is oh i like the alliteration of that one senor Ben, that's a great question. That's honestly a really good question. I feel like we've helped a lot of people. I would tell my dad to watch these, but that motherfucker doesn't watch animation. Loser. That's I love you, Dad. Children. I love you, Dad. He's not listening, but I still love you. Uh, this one comes from The Machine. Richard Nevins. There's a TV. There's a movie coming out, I think, this week called The Machine. <laughs> I found out from Chris Killian that The Machine is the, uh, what is his real name? Do you know? No, he's a no comedian. Idea. He is yeah. hilarious. I only know him as the machine. Bert Van Wilder. Kirchner? Yeah, Brett Kirshner. Brett Kirshner. Or something like there that. We go. He's actually the, the premises of Van Wilder. Huh? Did you know that? No. I didn't either. Have you seen Van Wilder? No. That's my second introduction to Ryan Reynolds. The first, because I'm that old, two guys, a girl in a pizza place. I don't know what that is. You it's just said Canadian. Words. I'm pretty sure it's Canadian. You got to watch it. It was like nine what, episodes. What pizza before. place was it? Was it Pizza Pizza? Was it Pizza 73? No. It was its own made up pizza Nick joint. And Willies. Of, it, d- Dick and Willie's? Dick and Willie's? Nick and Willie's. Nick and Willie's. Uh, we're just going to move on to the next question because that's not what I heard. From the machine, Richard Nebbins over at thedirect.com. What kind of stories or plot points would you guys want to see in the upcoming Star Wars movies? Are we talking announced movies or like things that are unannounced? Ooh. I think it's more interesting if you take this question to unannounced territory because like we kind of know. Okay, let's I go on a little bit. Um, I will say really quick, Richard, I want to see in the first Jedi, I want to see yeah. him Yoon. be... <laughs> That's no, want. that's not a plot point. <laughs> I want to see. Steven, you as a plot point. This what is how doing? crazy I want to be right here. I want to okay. see the first Jedi actually turn out to be the father of Mortis. Whoa. Because he breaks in. He keeps the. Because the first Jedi has to keep the balance, right? Mm-hmm. He can't just be all good. He can't just be all evil. Evil. That's not how the. That's not how the force works. No. So that's what I want to see. That's my crazy potluck, potluck, crackpot theory we got there that I really want to see in that movie specifically. I'm not going to get into the Mandoverse movie until I have finished all of the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Klein, let's go to the crazy unannounced stuff. What do you want? I want, oh, what do I want? I would love a, I mean, I think we're going to get a High Republic movie at some point. That's (gasps) to me like... I want a High Republic film, but even more than that, Thomas, because it's on that timeline and we have nothing in there. Give me an old Republic movie. Yes. yes! Don't remake the game. The games, no. the remake of the original game seems to be on ice right now. And there's all sorts of tr- struggles. Turn that shit into a movie, man. Give yeah. me a Knights of the Old Republic movie. I, oh my God. 
Oh my god, that would be amazing. So that's what that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I love that. I want I want the old republic Jedi versus Mandalorians, and then the next has to be Jedi versus Sith, and then the next has to be the fall of the Sith. And it ends with Darth Bane starting the rule of two. And then, because you it. can bounce the fuck off that, you can include the legend stuff of Darth Bane and go into wherever you want with it because that book trilogy is gold. I read that at a really dark time in my life. Not because I was reading the book. Wasn't planned to be <laughs> reading a dark book about the Correlation versus causation, you know, right? Exactly. It's not any of that. It just coincidence and i learned so much about the force that you don't learn in all these other books because they don't teach you the dark side dude the dark side is fucking insane and to be a true master of the dark side you cannot actually be a jedi first because your your morality that you have you don't actually lose that that is always a part of you that's why mm. anakin turned it, it it needs to not be there from the get-go it needs the to never be a part for, of exactly. your uh, interesting and that's like and that's not even i don't even think that's from that book i think that's from something recently that came out but like that is essentially what he darth bane always mentions like you can't have any good in the dark side and you can't give over to the dark side you still have to fight the dark side the dark side is not all knowing and all powerful you have to resist it to a degree otherwise you're nothing more than a berserker and how good's that going to do when your physical body dies and runs out of energy so good oh uh i would also love to see uh something in the future with darth talon i think jack and i were talking about how far in the future is that that's like 150 years after the battle of yavin oh but but if i'm not so like another 120 since after rise of skywalker rise of skywalker so the, the thing that I really love is that good old George Lucas was planning to bring Darth Talon in to uh, his sequel trilogy and was either going to have a clone of Maul or Maul himself being well over 100 years old to be with her and train her and all of that good stuff. That was in George Lucas's original sequel trilogy. And I would love that. I would love to see Darth Talon. You know why, Klein? Do you know why I'd love to see Darth Talon? Because Talons are sharp and go on birds and falcons, and you like falcons. No, you're American. You like eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I like your bird references. No, she's a Twilight. Ooh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> lake who? Did the lightsabers come out of the lake? Don't you dare disrespect the, the ancestral <laughs> plane of the Leku. No, she's red. She has a lot of black tattoos on her, and she's totally my type. Totally your type. <laughs> a twilight. A twilight. Yes. Dark, gothy, brooding. It uh, seems to be my thing. I'm looking at pictures right now, and I'm... I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Move on. Uh, I have a friend who cosplays her and i'm like that is awesome all hail you should cosplay as her i should cosplay as her i need to like get some breast implants i think to get mm. there what do you think gender bend it do some leather some leather chaps <laughs> like <Lake hoop. laughs> paint yourself red paint myself red yeah I, of course, of course. 
Moving on, this next question comes from the the nurse of the rebellion, Rage D. Shout out really fast. Congratulations on the newest rebel in the family. No uh, way. Yes. Oh, and yeah, because, yes, we was, talked about this. Was she yeah. playing the podcast for the baby? So the baby, she's had the baby. The baby's been had. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. we better, like, I hope that we are, like, you know how they play, like, Mozart for kids? And, and yes, when they're, like, little, us. I hope that's that. That's what we are. And this kid grows up to be a degenerate Star Wars fan like the two of us. Yeah, And you want to know the best part? What? I'm just going to say, one of her names is Ren. Like no way. My queen, Sabine. Yes. No way. That's one of sick. her congratulations. One of her five Ray. names. Awesome. One of her five names. You'll never be able to find her. I'm looking at you, dark internet. I will fucking murder. That's you, awesome. Dark congratulations. AI. That's that's so cool. It's I'm so excited. I I checked in on her. I was like, I had a dream that you had a baby. And she's, she's like, like not she's like, not yet. Friday. And I was like, oh, you get a pregnant. <laughs> that's awesome. There you go. Um, Look at you. So, yeah. Anyways, her question is, where the hell is Corky? And when are we going to find out who his parents are? Parenthesis. Because either there's some never, ever mentioned other Chris sibling or he's a Kenobi Kreese. Corky was, let the me just nephew. rattle my old, the old brain. Yeah, the nephew of, of Satine, right? Correct. Okay. Blondie. A little bit of an asshole? No. No, 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 no. Wrong person. Uh, um, I think he might have been a touch of an ass. I don't know. I think you know, he butt. is, this is one of these people, same, like, this is one of those people that I would not be surprised if he pops up in Bad Batch somehow, some way. Just, they seem to be doing a lot of that kind of Clone Wars-esque crossover sort of stuff. That feels mm -hmm. to me, if we're gonna make a bet, like if I had if someone was saying, Klein, you have to put money on something, that's where I would put it. Would be Bad Batch season three. Who knows? Maybe he shows up as maybe he's an Andor. Live action. Who knows? Yeah, so um he was sired by House Crees. He's the nephew of uh, Duchess Satine Crees. It does not say anywhere in here who his parents are on wikipedia and it has always been very very specifically not mentioned when we see him he's a he's a teenager uh in the clone wars probably probably pushing closer to 18 um so around 9 aby bo katan believes she was the last of her line so we don't know what happened to corky there's a chance that we get to see him alive older and uh yeah he called satine auntie satine i don't think he ever crosses the path of bo-katan so bo-katan it's either her kid or there's another sibling never mentioned i thought about this today or there's like an older like it's like uh, I'm trying to remember how it works. Like you've got like grand niece, grand nephew, and shit like that, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it could so be like that the, the the child. Okay, of your niece, I, yes. right? Isn't yeah, that how it would work? yeah. So in other words, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't even work. Okay, I don't I don't remember how it works to be entirely honest with you because I 
I just say, yeah, you're not my mom, dad, or sister, or grandparent. Fuck it, you're a cousin. Uh, everybody's a cousin, if you ask me. So, yeah, um, she has mentioned to me, she's firmly, uh, she is firmly in the camp of the Corky Kenobi Crees uh, rebellion there on the internet. She thinks that he's a Kenobi Crees. And my now question to you, Klein, do you think he's a Kenobi Crees? Hmm. I mean, he's got a chin. Like, look at this guy's chin. He's he's got <laughs> so everyone in the Clone Wars has a chin, though. That's just like the art style. Everybody has that big angular chin. Yeah, but he's really got a good blend of yeah. Kenobi Crees, right? I'm gonna say no. Okay. No. Fun. No. 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 I'm gonna say. I don't yes. think there's. I don't think there's a Kenobi Crees out there somewhere. Well, that sounds really boring. I know. Uh, Rach, I'm in that camp as well myself. All righty then, Klein. Are you ready to get weird? Let's get weird. Okay, so I'm going to avoid Thrawn questions right now. Yeah, uh, I'm going to save that for for a moment. How about we do this one and then. We end on a throne question. End on a throne question. I got. Okay. Okay. All right. So what you're saying right. is we need to wrap it up. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> okay. Um, from the first lady of the rebellion, Savannah Sanders, she asks, if you could green light only one of the now canceled Star Wars movies or shows, what would it be? Oh, hmm. I am going to get creative here. Is that, are you okay with that? Yeah. I want the Lord and Miller solo movie so badly. I love this. So badly. I I think that, I think that if Disney had not, I will say interfered because that is the way that I see that, that that happened and force them out and let them do their full creative vision that that could possibly have been. Maybe we're looking at that now and going, Hey, like that's the best thing that Disney's done since Star Wars bought it uh, has bought. Um, yeah. The best thing Star Wars has done since Disney bought. Yeah. Okay. The, just the words in my head weren't making sense, but I just I have a feeling that the way Lord and Miller, especially at that time, because we have to remember that was like this after Lego movie. It's before Spider-Verse. After Spider-Verse, they have all the juice in the world. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, they were huge. They were huge off 21 Jump Street. They were huge off the Lego movie. Spider-Verse, like threw them into a trajectory that like they they now have a golden ticket in Hollywood. They can really do whatever they want, it seems. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that even with that first Spider-Verse movie and a lot of their other projects, they do not come together until right at the very end. Meaning that like for a studio who's looking at this and seeing dailies and not really seeing the full picture and how it's all going to be put together and how the editing is going to work and how this and this and this is going to happen, everything implemented. Of course, this is total speculation. I could be completely wrong. And if I am, I'm sorry, Lucasfilm, maybe you made the right decision here. But I just I have a feeling that what they were going to do with Solo, making this kind of fun 70s-esque crime story in space 
would have been a great kind of romp. And I don't think that we ended up getting that. I think we ended up getting something that felt really, and this is going to sound like, I don't know, maybe, maybe sounds like a good thing to some people, but it got, it's, it ended up being very vanilla star Wars to me. It just felt like generic star Wars. Whereas I have a feeling that what Lord and Miller were going to do with that film was going to be innovative and completely different and something really, really special because the the cast, I think all the pieces are there to be something really cool. It just, it just didn't work out. It didn't get across the finish line. So that's what I'm going to say is the Lord and Miller solo film. I like that. I've been struggling because I forgot about that movie to be dead honest with you. I'm going to say Rogue Squadron. Top Gun in space. That is kind of where I was going. Because really, I want to say Lando, but it hasn't been canceled. They say it's still in development, and that's what I want the most. So there's that. Uh, Give me Lord and Miller, Lando. They're finished across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> They're, I guess, doing this Andy Weir uh, Project Hail Mary, which I know a lot of people really like. It's a book, but that was announced today that that's going to be their next oh, thing. But like, okay, dude, like, yeah, oh, Lord God. Miller Lando. Let's do it. I like that. I like that a lot. I will say Rogue Squadron. I don't give a I'm sorry, Patty Jenkins. I love mm-hmm. you. I love what you've done. I don't care about you in this. I love the idea of Top Gun in space. I love the idea of a new rogue squadron like it wasn't really made clear when the timeline was but i would kill for a rogue squadron set after return of the jedi because i'm oh, hearing cool. it, i'm hearing it right now in um heir to the empire trilogy incline wedge antilles is rogue leader hell yeah he is yeah go wedge, go wedge right so it's so it's so awesome to hear him uh, and him and Luke have a great back and forth, like all the time. They have such a great chemistry. So I would love to have seen just Wedge, like a cast a new Wedge. Cast, uh, I'm sure. Can I'm sure you and McGregor has a. I'm sure Dennis Law, Den Lawson, they all got like a family member that could you know carry the torch on in the Star Wars realm. Do that. That's what I want to see. I-, I was also thinking the other day, like, how would I make this look realistic? And I was like, you can't do a plane on a like a backdrop and. And I was like, y'all, you just put them in a plane and then you you teach them how to do the stuff or you take them on, you make them hit, feel the G-forces. And then when you're like filming it on the volume, you just comp it all out. Now they know how to f- like what it feels like to make that move. Right. Mm-hmm. Was my mindset, you know, transpose the transitive property of map is you've done it once in real time by being. I don't know. Passenger. I think that they'd I think they'd be able to do it. I think like. If we want to talk about, oh, like Top Gun, the way it feels so real because they're in the planes, and it does, like that's definitely definitely an aspect to it, but there's been real feeling space things. Like I think about Gravity where they had Sandra Bullock in that like tank for hours and hours and hours, but like Gravity felt like I was up there with her. So I think think there'd be a way to do it. I bet we see Rogue Squadron at some point. Yeah, I just don't know if Patty Jenkins is like the director when it ultimately that's, comes out, yeah, but I bet we see fair. that movie in some way, shape, or form at some point. That's fair. That's a fair point. These are great questions. Now let's uh, let's take one jump. We have two Reddit questions that I found. One sure. is just let's do it weird. 
if they wanted to tell a story about the Ooh. founding of the Galactic Republic, what real life inspiration would be used for telling that story? This comes from Reddit. Username afraid hyphen penalty hyphen seven five seven. I am a huge history nerd. I Hit love me. history. I specifically, which is funny because I'm Canadian. I do love history about the founding of Canada and that sort of thing. But I love, I adore, I, I'm a huge American history guy. I love learn. I love, yeah. I don't know if you knew this about me. I love I American not. revolution history and like the founding of the colonies and that sort of thing. And that's what I would say. That is what I would do. Founding the galactic empire. A lot of people don't remember or don't remember. No one was there. A lot of people don't know, like, especially with the founding of colonies and that sort of thing. It, always feels very much like it was the americans against the british it was us fighting them and we won and we founded this thing but it wasn't 100 percent that it, yes they were all fighting the british but everyone had their own agendas and all these people kind of had to come together and fight like and it was messy and and they did not like each other and i'm talking just the people on the american side trying to found these colonies and trying to turn this thing into an actual nation and i think that that could be a really cool angle to 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 sort of take this like colonial um i don't know sort of american revolution esque kind of thing rising up against the power that was before the galactic empire taking them down and i guess we're almost kind of getting some of that in um oh. in andor a little bit yeah here's uh, the thing it's the founding of the galactic republic like i yeah. think the original republic before the empire yeah that's what I, yeah no that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about like oh. i like i think that at some point there was a power like it's there wasn't just nothing and then the galactic empire there was some <laughs> sort of power structure before that yeah okay. it could be could it could be cool to explore that and people working through their agendas and what's good for their people and what they deem is good versus all these other people. And everyone's got every, it's the shades of gray, I guess. Yeah. That could be really interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that you didn't, I, I guess I've never really talked about that on here. Yeah. I love like colonial era American stuff and Canadian. I do really like the Canadian history as well, but I, yeah. I, I look at, uh, this is going to be crazy. Uh, I look at Vietnam. I think that would be a good. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, they were already a country, right? But it's more of these these people in villages who are being attacked and they say, fuck this noise. Um, I I don't like how would it be incorporated into Star Wars would be an outside force. Maybe the chase ascendancy comes in and starts taking over territory. Right. Or we have someone from the outer rim coming in and attacking like all these core worlds are obviously going to be like little colonies but people come and intrude on your territory and they're like, we need to do this. We need help. And the core is like, well, you know, like we help each other, but we don't want to like help you. You're too far away. And it's like the mid fucking rim, you know, it's not even that far. And that's how they're like, well, we'll do this, but you got to help. You got to join us and we'll just build this little Republic and we'll be allies versus this Axis empire. And that, that's how it is attacking the outskirts and everyone bands together to say, no, we don't fuck with that noise. Um, that's the best I got afraid penalty. I hope your question that was put on Reddit, not to us is answered. What if it comes back to them? That'd be kind of cool. Dude, if they listen to us, that would be amazing. That would be so cool. Klein, are you ready? This question's just for Let's you. Go. Here we go. 
Will Sam Witwer ever portray Star Killer in live action? I've God, I wish. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. Because here's the thing: is that that time period where Star Killer makes the most sense is right in between that episode three and four kind of spot, and just those blanks are getting so filled in. Like that time is getting so jam packed full of things that I don't know how you add in this whole new character and have it make sense um, that he just doesn't exist or hasn't been brought up at all in anything else, you know? Yeah, that's fair. All right. First off, I just want him to show up in Ahsoka and have the uh, Ahsoka versus Starkiller. <laughs> yeah. The battle of the uh... apprentices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I really want. However, you were mentioning how could he show up and, Remember how I was talking earlier about Heir to the Empire and there was a crazy clone? Mm-hmm. Well, what if that crazy clone turned out to be the Starkiller? Star and, cool. and Starkiller then becomes Snoke. Okay. I, yeah. I don't yeah, I'm into that. Sam- I'm also trying to think of ways. Like, I know that we did a story on here a little while ago with, like, Amelia Clark talking about her wanting to come back as Kira at some point and yeah. maybe her being... It'd be cool if, like, she got, like, a series, like... I could see him maybe like that could be a cool way to like he maybe he's the main antagonist. Um, that would be and cool. that's how that's how he's kind of like because we kind of only ever see you have to think of the empire as this big pyramid. We only ever see kind of like the top, like really yeah. the tippy top, and then the yep. big wide bottom at the very bottom with all the stormtroopers and stuff. But we rarely see kind of the middle, and I would put Star Killer somewhere like in that yeah. a tier obviously below yes. the emperor and darth vader it'd be cool to have him kind of doing their like lesser like oh you go deal with crimson dawn like like just we don't we've got other things to care about like you go deal with crimson dawn sort of thing it'd be, that'd be i could see that maybe maybe klein you want to know something amazing about heir to the empire what mara jade have you heard of her Oh, dude yeah she's okay. uh isn't yeah she isn't she like luke's like love interest like yeah yeah she's like the mother of luke's children right mm, i'm not that far so i oh, don't okay. remember if that's but I, like her and luke love yes well she was the emperor's hand as they say she did basically what you're talking about with star killer going in taking care of business and she was there in heir to the empire spoiler alert you find out she was on Tatooine, undercover, doing work, doing the imp- doing the Lord's work, as you might say, the Dark Lord's work. And she was there trying to stop Luke Skywalker. Like, she tried to stop Luke Skywalker. Jabba wouldn't let her onto the barge so that she could use the Force and stop it. So that's why they all they all die. And she was there, and her life got ruined. Then the Emperor dies, and she can't get out because all of her power and she's a secret agent that nobody knows about and anyone who does doesn't like her because she does what the isb does as well which is find traitors in the empire and root them out and take them down nice so star killer could do something very similar to that and good sir he could show up in heir to the empire if we get sam witwer as star killer i'm calling it now it would be heir to the empire it's just so hard with that. I mean, Sam Whitworth, he's a man of many voices. He can do so many different things. But, like, it's like he's Maul. Like, voice of Maul. Exactly, right? Voice so of it's, Palpatine. Yeah, it's just, it's, um, 
voice of the brother. Be a little, it, he does look like Starkiller. That's like I think what he has going for him. He's got that. He's. I mean, it was based off his kind of face. I thought. Yeah, he did the voice. He did the mocap. Yeah, but like yeah. I mean, the character himself is based on like the actual look yeah. of of uh, of Sam that, Witwer. Which if is I'm cool. not mistaken, that was like the first time I think games did that. Like they took. It was this one of the actor. first. Yeah, it, it was around there and. Yeah like uncharted i think did something really similar as well but not like nearly as closely but yeah, yeah i think it's no. pretty close nolan north looks nothing like it's drake yeah. yeah nathan drake right yeah nathan drake drake never, never played the game so that's good oh, that i got so the name good. i Sick know harvest magna so uh, i think i think that could be it and we love sam whitwer right and we love oh, the yeah. fact that he's that he's there and um is and he the, fact the voice he of Maul in Solo? Yes. Huh. Cool. Yep. Yep. They brought his. They brought him back to bridge the voices between um, a new hope or uh, such a good. I love Rebels I love and Clone Wars. Have you ever seen him like in interviews, like get into his Maul voice? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's so awesome. cool. It's so cool. <laughs> you have. Ah, uh, it's been so long since I. He gets out. crazy. Like he. It's 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 a. It's a weird mix of calm and like sadistic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a good balance. I, I need to turn. I need, maybe I should work on my mall voice and do this as voiceover. I'll, I'll send there you some clips that I did. Uh, I did a Vader esque type thing where I just tried to hit certain vocal cues. All right. Speaking of Air to the Empire, this one comes from user DVSK Dub over on the Reddit. Do you think Luke will be a lead character in Dave Filoni's Heir to the Empire? I'm going to preface this for you, Klein. And for listeners, he's kind of like the main... He's one of the main characters. He's kind of in a big book. deal yeah. in the book. So he's he's very important. Um, because it's, it's, it's him, Han, and Leia's story. And Leia, it's five years after she's pregnant with twins. I I forgot that that was a thing. She's like pregnant. I'm like, it's been solo. And they're like the twins. And I go, oh, yeah, it's, it's Jason and uh, Jason and uh, whatever her name is. Fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember his sister's name. Anyways, do you think Luke should be a lead character in Dave Filoni's Heir to the Empire? Hmm. It's funny because I want to say no, but then I can't think of any narrative way that would make sense that like Mando's met Luke. Luke has been a part of this story so far. So if there was a like galaxy level threat that that they're going to have to band together and take down, like this is the Mando verse culmination endgame sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I have I can't I can't tell you that it would make sense that they wouldn't go to like a, the most powerful Jedi that they know you know, or one of the most powerful Jedis that they know. So I would like, I don't know if I want him to be one of the main characters. Maybe he's a cameo or whatever, but I have a feeling that he will be like intrinsically involved in the happenings of that movie. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, it does. I don't have an answer to this one because I don't know how I feel. I feel like he will be a very... I I feel the same way. He'll be there. I don't think it'll be like his story learning about this dark Jedi that may or may not exist. We could be totally wrong. We it could be him learning about the 
whoever becomes Snoke and all that good stuff. But it could also just come down to Ahsoka being like, hey, I found this out. We need your help. And he'd be like, well, okay. Um, Because he has no idea who Thrawn is, right? Nobody knows who Thrawn is. That's the whole point in this book is no one fucking knows Thrawn. And I think a lot of people would know about Thrawn by this point. Um, He's been very hard on the rebellion. Um, Harrison Dula knows. Ahsoka knows. So, like, that word's going to get around. And I'm 100% sure uh, Thrawn makes a declaration and talks to Mon Mothma or something like that at one point in Rebels, right? His face is shown, I think, at Rebel Camp. So... I do hmm. believe that. Uh, no, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Saul Guerrero. They're the same person, you know, black, yeah. blue, uh, <laughs> super, super the same person. Have the same hair and everything. God, fucking idiot. Who invited me? Now let's end here with our good buddy, Nathan Johnson. Will Thrawn's... Scruffy nerf herder. That scruffy looking nerf herder. Will Thrawn's story end in Dave Filoni's movie? Or will he make more appearances beyond that? Thrawn's story up to that point, or I will say Thrawn's story will end in that movie, but I don't think it's the last we see of Thrawn. Like it, it, timeline wise, I think that's the end of Thrawn. Does that make sense? Yes. But thank I think you. that we get like, I think we get like more books in the past exploring like his upbringing and he might appear in some, maybe some other series or whatever. But I think that like they will kill thrawn the thrawn threat will be alleviated at the end of the mandoverse movie and we won't see him make an appearance going forward in any of the other stuff like moving ahead in the timeline yeah i agree and i think i mentioned it last week it's going to be a marg sable he's the front he's distracting you while all this other stuff behind him is happening and he's going to take down as many of them as he can a He's got a plan, and it is going to try and destroy them all. But I think it is all meant to be a diversion away from a lot of other stuff going on. So that, you know, someone must fall. They must think the threat ends. I will bring them to that point. You do this. He falls, Snoke rises, is how I view it. Is how I view Heir to the Empire. Because it's the Heir to the Empire, but that's the First Order. It's not actually Thrawn. Not in a, not in this canon timeline. So, um, I hope to God we he makes more appearances beyond that though. And all the just just give me more Thrawn. Give me his whole life. I want seventy fucking years of Thrawn. You want to know in every day what on the seventy third Tuesday of his life he was doing, and you want to know every single day <laughs> of Thrawn's life from death to birth or other way around, birth to death. Yeah, there's a moment in Heir to the Empire where. Leia learned some shit and then I found out in the next book like to that point it's been a month from that moment so like time moves weird what in happened space. in the, what happened in the month what he was what was he doing yeah exactly Thrawn was doing a lot but this Just one character out, wasn't doing yeah working, working on himself out. going to therapy he was working on the weekend that's not it no, working work- Everybody for, working for yeah. the weekend. Canadian band, Lover Boy. Oh, listen. It always comes can, back to Canada. Always comes back to Canada. Jumping off that last question, Nathan has one more. Will there be more than one movie about the Mandoverse slash Thrawn? 
or just the one announced? There will not be another Mandoverse movie after the one that we get. I lean in the same way. This was a very anticlimactic ending to this. I know. Uh, I'm sorry, Nathan, but yeah, I think that this is. I think they are really trying to build things up. What I what I would maybe say is we might get more Mandoverse series after the Mandoverse movie. But I have a feeling that a lot of them are going to get maybe even the Mandalorian itself. This will be the closing of that book, um, for lack of a better term, I guess. They are chapters after all. But I like this is going to be kind of a great, I think, reset point for them to re kind of jigger things and look at everything and open up under the hood and go, okay, like what do we really want to be doing on Disney Plus and maybe get rid of some shows, bring some new shows in and that sort of thing. But I don't think we get another movie in the Mandoverse. I think that this is a really special thing that they have built up and they're going to earn this movie for sure. But I don't I don't think they're going to juice it out for two or three. Yeah, I, I like I said, end of Thrawn goes down, Snoke goes up. That's what the heir to the Empire, I think, really means. Everybody's now looking like, it's Thrawn, it's Thrawn, it's Thrawn. And I'm like, the long game has always been setting up the First Order. Um, So there is that. If you have any other breaking, burning questions, you can tweet at us over at Reckless Rebels, R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-R-E-B-E-L-S. We may do another one of these mailbags here in the future. I think after Ahsoka would probably be a great time for that. Um, Klein, where can everyone find you on social media? I'm at the Klein Felt everywhere. T-H-E-K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T. I also host a video game podcast called Controller Club with a couple of my friends that I've mentioned here on the show. Lauren Rouse and Tom Drew from Direct.com. We talk here. about video games, all sorts of stuff. We are right now coming into basically video game Christmas. It used to be called E3. Now I'm just calling it video game Christmas, essentially, where all the biggest publishers and all the biggest names in gaming kind of bring out their bring out their goods it's like you know in monty python the whole bring out your dad but it's that with new video game announcements and so playstation had the thing yesterday at the time of recording that was very meh but going forward in the next few weeks it's gonna be very busy so you're gonna want to keep it locked over to controller club as we kind of get into get into the meat and potatoes of this craziness if you're a fan of gaming that Snake Eater trailer scared me. Oh, are you a Metal up. Gear fan? Are you a big Metal Gear fan? I never played it once. Oh, okay. I okay. know, right? I I'm, wish I were. I wish I were. So I'm going to tell you something crazy. I, I love video games. I'm wearing a Kojima Productions t-shirt. Kojima's the guy who made Metal Gear. I love Death Stranding. I love everything that Kojima does and is. I've never played. I've played Metal Gear Solid Five, which was the last one. Haven't played any of the originals. So yesterday, yeah, they announced the remake, and then they also announced that they're bringing out a collection that's going to include the original one, two, and three, just kind of together in their original state. I am ready to. I'm. I know that I'm going to fall in love with this series like the second I start playing it. So I'm. I can't wait to to jump into those and. Oh, I'm. I'm so excited. When I say that there's some games that could be a movie, then it would be really good. Dude, there's Jordan Watt Roberts has been working on the Metal Gear movie for ever forever oscar isaac has said like yeah I'm, I'm he wants to be in it or he might he might officially be in it but it's just it's been years years yeah. since they've done anything with that like uh, it's one of those things where if you make a good war movie 
you can make a great war movie and then just sprinkle in these Easter egg nuggets to this game here and there. Well, here's and, the thing. I don't right? know if Metal Gear is weird. So, like, oh. make a great war movie and then make it weird. Like, it is, it's got, like, weird, like, one of the bosses in the first game is this weird floating ghost man with a gas mask who, like, reads off your memory card and goes, mm, I see you like Castlevania. And, like, it makes you unplug the controller Whoa. from port one to port two and there's in one of the games one of the bosses is a he's a man with a nuke strapped to his chest his name is fat man and he's on roller skates and he just rolls rolls around trying to beat you up like metal gear is weird and there's cloning and this weird all like insane convoluted story where like yeah it is awesome i encourage you if you like even if you don't have an interest in video games go and watch videos on the metal gear lore because it's like it's insane so like you say it's just a war movie. It kind of is, and it kind of isn't. Like they, it's a war movie with mechs and cloning and insanity. It's like, I don't know, Guillermo del Machina, maybe. Sure, oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's like a Guillermo del Toro like mech war universe that is just like bonkers. And oh, I, Pacific I love Rim. It. Sure, kind <laughs> of, but like even weirder. It's it's awesome, dude. That sounds amazing. You're like, yeah, nuke chest roller skates ghost makes you unplug your shit i'm like i am somehow super his name is psycho mantis and he <laughs> floats wow. up in the air <laughs> wow i love it um you can find me on twitter at tc rochester act that is t-c-r-o-c-h-e-s-t-e-r-a-c-t uh same over there on the instagram i post some stuff there uh i don't really post much these days i'd be working way too much do be working not, hard though i am not working for the weekend i will quit my job and my boss knows that so it's no uh it's no skin off my tat as the kids these days say klein recommendation for the audience and we can get the hell out of here recommendations for the audience i am going to recommend you go and see the blackberry movie I went and saw it last week after recording. I think I even recommended going to see it before I'd even seen it. <laughs> it's my favorite movie that I have seen this year. And I've seen some incredible, like John Wick is probably top of my list right now. And John Wick is awesome. I love, I think I like the Blackberry movie even more. It is punk rock social network. If you like the social network, this is like going to be right up your alley. It's so well made. It's so well done. And it's getting a lot of buzz for, I'll say for a Canadian movie because we don't really have like all the all the American people come up here and film tax free or whatever. We don't have a big Hollywood Canadian film scene, but this movie is great. It's got some great performances in it. Have you watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes, I have not. But there is someone in Blackberry from Always Sunny in Philadelphia who I plays one of like one of the like main roles. And he's basically the douchiest like Fortune 500 CEO in the world. And he's like one of the key characters in the movie. And he is amazing. He's electric. He's just having so much fun. And Jay Burishel plays the quote-unquote Mark Zuckerberg-esque kind of character. It's just, it's so funny. It's so good. The music and it's great. Go watch Blackberry if you get a chance. If it's playing in a theater near you, go and go check it out. Yes, go watch Blackberry. I'm going to recommend... I think last week I recommended Futurama because it was coming out. And I was just oh, about yeah. to do the same effing thing i i cannot remember if i watched anything recently i feel like i watched a movie oh yes dungeons and dragons Ooh, Holy honor shit. among thieves yes 
Um, go watch that. I watched that Sunday. I found out that the uh, one of my friends had bought it on my account. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go watch this. <laughs> I thought it was su- going to be Super Mario Brothers because I saw the payment come through. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this. No. Holy crap. That movie blew me away. I never played. I, this is going to shock a lot of people. I've never played D&D once. You would life. love D&D. I get told that all the time. And you know what? After this movie, I'm ready to give it a roll. Let's somebody give me a no D20. Pun in, no pun intended. <laughs> Someone give me a D20 and let me roll for playing. Like, you know, how much do I want to play? We'll roll for charisma, roll for energy, whatever. I don't. Obviously, I don't. I've, I know enough to almost make jokes here. Anyways. Go watch that movie. It's fun. Chris Pine? I'd, I'd underrated. Just, I would say so, the I'd say the most underrated Chris working in Hollywood right now. Absolutely. Pratt gets a lot of love. Evans gets a lot of love. I've been on the Pine train for a long time. I love Chris Pine. Star Trek 09, baby. Oh, yeah. The best. The only, like, it's crazy that he showed up in this, like, brand new franchise that no one had ever heard of or wasn't relevant at all before and, like, crafted this, like, masterful amazing sci-fi character i is great he's great yeah 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 yep he's never (laughs) once yep you got yep yep, you broke thomas sentience and droids we've reached the end of this episode remember the force is your ally and a powerful ally it is we have spoken get some twin sunlight stay hydrated remember this was podcasting yeah Yippee!